We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Striking Gold, your 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Network. My name, as always, is Rob Louder, and I cover the 49ers for Blue Wire and all the fine folks on the other end of the speaker. And we did it. We made it through it. It's over. I'm sorry. You can be happy. You can be sad. I'm not sure where you lie on the spectrum of the NFL draft being done. But, I mean, I was always kind of bummed when the NFL draft was bummed was 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 it wasn't bummed it was over because i mean now it's what we'll just jump forward a couple days early may and the bulk of training camp really doesn't start until the end of july so we got some got some boring months here but you know what there's still a lot of interesting free agents out there the 49ers recently restructured christian mccaffrey's contract to free up about eight million um, now they might need a, a decent portion of that for their draft class and their undrafted free agent class, which we're about to get into. There's still some interesting free agents out there that a lot of teams were waiting to see how their draft class panned out. And so there's still some interesting stuff that can happen. But for the most part, the draft being over marks the last kind of significant day of the NFL kind of offseason until training camp starts. I mean, there's some off-season programs and OTAs and mini camps and stuff like that. But that was always kind of my thought after the draft was over. Like, dang it, now I have not a whole lot to look forward to. Thankfully, you know, the Formula One season is is in full swing. Um, I'm trying to get more into baseball this year. So far, it's working. The fact that I coached varsity baseball for the first time really kind of helped. Um, my understanding of the game, my interest in the game. So, Trying to watch baseball as much as I can. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have any of the MLB subscriptions. I'm trying to watch as many as my parents' um, like TV or you know Dish Network login will let me. But it's just been kind of difficult to watch. But I'll figure it out. There's one side I have that plays every game, but you have to get through 18,000 pop-ups before you finally get to the game, and that just it, it, it tries my patience too much. It drives me nuts. So. Sometimes I give up before I even get to the game and I'll just go do something else. But 
Anyways, uh, the 49ers have wrapped up their nine-player 2023 draft class. We're going to break them down pick by pick, spend a little bit less time on each individual pick. Obviously, we talked about the top three um, in yesterday's podcast. Hopefully, you listen to that. If not, jump back and listen to that. If you don't want to, you don't want to. I, I cannot tell you what to do, okay? And nor do you need me to. You have to make decisions on your own. And just given the things that I've heard from my listeners and you know, when we were doing our takeaways during the season, you guys are a pretty smart bunch. So just figure it out, man. If you want to listen to last pod, listen to it. I think that there's, I think you'll like it, but if you don't, you don't want to, I cannot make you. And, um, you know, hopefully you're listening right now. I guess you would have to be, otherwise you wouldn't be hearing this. So now we're just spiraling down in a deep, dark circle of nothingness. So let's get started. The 49ers kicked the draft off, their draft off, not the draft off. They had nothing to do with the beginning of the draft. They did not pick their first player until 86 other players had been taken. Jair Brown, safety out of Penn State, 87th overall, round three, the 49ers' first pick. Love it. Love it. Basically, what I'm going to do is I'm going to roll through these picks. I'm going to give you my thoughts, and we're going to talk about kind of like their place on the roster and and kind of why the 49ers might have gone that direction. That's pretty much it. More of my thoughts, my take, uh, my summaries. I don't know. I don't think I'm going to do grades. It's so dumb. I mean, how many draft classes out there? That's the that's the number. That's the grade that I want. How many people that have dra- graded, how many draft classes that have received an A-plus grade or an A grade have just not been A's? I can guarantee you the 49ers draft class with Solomon Thomas at third or fourth overall, and I think it was third. And Reuben Foster later in the draft, that probably received an A. Just saying. So don't get all worked up about draft grades. We'll see where this class goes. Jair Brown out of Penn State. Love it. I love the pick. I love the way the guy plays. He's He has the, the speed and the instincts to play as a deep safety. He has the physicality to play later, near the line of scrimmage. Uh, he has the quickness to be able to cover if you ever wanted to put him like at a, at a nickel spot or any the way he plays. He has the size to come down and be like a hybrid linebacker safety, uh, high character guy. I believe he was a captain on the team. Pretty much everything you'd want in a player. Um, a, a great player for the 49ers to get in the third round. Somebody who with Deshaun Gibson still on the team. And, uh, Brown doesn't have to start. Um, I expect him to push for that starting role. Uh, even as a rookie, I think that he's going to push Gibson for that role. And I think he's going to fight his way onto the field in some capacity. I just I feel like he's, uh, he's too good not to. And guys like that that have that mentality, they usually just find a way to make it work. And I think that the 49ers are fully planning on him playing this season in some capacity. And obviously injuries can make that happen sooner than later, but I like it. I really do. I really do. On the 49ers website, it said Brown Brown finished with 10 career interceptions at Penn state tied for 12th in program history. He also posted 234 career interception return yards, the second most at Penn state since 2000. So it, that kind of just is a, is a gentle nod towards just his instincts and his ability to find the ball. And uh, I like it, man. I, I've just everything I've read, everything I've heard, it just seems like a, a a big a big time player and somebody that you should be pretty excited to have the opportunity to get in the in the back of the third round. 
Okay. Let's keep going. You know what else I'm excited about? I'm obviously an Apple guy. I mean, obviously, I'm a reasonable human being. Just kidding. Don't. Just guys, Android people, sit back down. Sit down. It was a joke. Grab your, grab your whatever of the thousands of phone that all run your Android OS, you know, whichever one it is and whichever one you've got and whichever latest OS it does or doesn't have, because there's 18,000 of them all in different stages of development. Uh, just grab that and come sit back down. It was a joke. Okay. I'm not serious. Anyways, I don't even know what I was talking about anymore. I just totally threw my, I, I, my own humor just bit me in the ass. I don't even know what I was about to say. That's what I get, really. I mean, if you think about it, that's what I get. Next, the most contentious pick of the 49ers draft, of course, was kicker Jake Moody out of Michigan. I don't really know what to tell you guys. You can hate it. You can not hate it. I know Matt Mayoko put out a a poll saying, do you agree with the pick? It was like 60, 65, 35, yes. I mean, it's tough for me to just get passionate enough about it to like be upset or be in favor of it. The 49ers wanted the draft's best kicker. They got the draft's best kicker. Is it a misallocation of resources? Could they have gotten a more impactful player? Maybe. Then again, it's a kicker. They're putting points up every single game. Will they look like fools if it doesn't work out? Yes, absolutely. Do drafted kickers work out often? No. No ish. I think I saw some tweet. I can't remember who put it out. I Jordan Elliott of, I believe, Niners Nation, if I'm not mistaken. Like a ridiculously low number of kickers that are drafted get re-signed by the team that drafted them. Not a great sign. I'm sure some of those were just good and were signed by another team. But you know, it's it, whatever you want to think about it, man. I mean, this really comes down to you. If you hate it, hate it. And I'm not going to argue with you. If you love it, love it. I'm not going to argue with you. I can see it going either way. Like I said yesterday, it's like the fantasy football thing. Like my last pick is the end of the third round and I'm not going to pick again until the middle of the fifth round. We need a kicker. Why not just get the best one right now and just call it good. And that doesn't necessarily jive for a lot of people. Um, I know KP uh, doesn't like it. So we're going to talk to him about it this week. I'm going to see if I can get him to talk for at least half an hour about a kicker. But that was how the 49ers felt about it. And Kyle Shanahan said he was made fun of by his friends for drafting a kicker in the third round. You could tell John Lynch and Kyle were kind of just like, you know, it was something we felt like we needed to do. We understand the stigma, but we wanted to get that taken care of. And we did. Um, He's kicked game-winning kicks. The one concerning stat for me as far as Kyle Moody goes is he was – only 66% on kicks from 40 plus yards in the last over the last two seasons. That is like the money zone, like 30 to 40 in the 30s and 40s. That is like the the bulk of NFL kicks and that's where you need kickers to be an absolute lock. Uh Robbie Gould was obviously very good, but that doesn't bode well, but I'm not necess- it doesn't necessarily mean he's not going to be good at those kicks in the NFL. Um, 49ers scouts, including Adam Peters and uh, Tariq Ahmed, were actually did like a surprise press conference after the draft that I'll, I'll try and talk more about. I wish I went back and watched it one more time just to be able to elaborate a bit, uh, elaborate about it a little bit more. He said that they had a private workout. 
um, for one of the kicks. Uh, they like rushed him out on the field. The snap was bad. The laces were out. Basically, everything that can go wrong for a kicker went wrong. And he said he blasted it through the uprights from 50 yards. And he said from he was told from everything they kind of took from his workout and everything they kind of took from watching his film that he kind of was one of those ice in his veins guys. And that's what this, his coaching staff said about him as well. So um, it, it is what it is. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, their third pick and what were we at? 101 overall? Is that where we're at now? Um, Jake Moody was 99th. Tight end Cameron Latu out of Alabama. 101st overall. Just diving into it a little bit more. Seems like they might have overdrafted him a little bit. Uh, NFL's Lance Zerline gave him a fifth round grade. I know Pro Football Focus has him had him as like their 200 and something best player. Um, so the general consensus was it was a little bit of a reach. Um, if he ends up having an impact and he ends up being good, it doesn't really matter. But um, I know that in his last season, uh, not this season, last season, he broke the Alabama record for touchdowns in a season. He was awarded the Polynesian Player of the Year Award. And, um, you know, he was on the watch list for the uh, the Mackey Award, which is given to the top tight end in college football. A few of those stats from me uh, from the 49ers site. So I don't know. I mean, John Lynch talked about the fact that he plays with an edge. He's got good hands. He catches the ball away from his body. Um, John Lynch talked about the way he plays, the attitude he has, uh, decent route runner, decent speed. I put on the notes, just kind of unspectacular, uh, not bad, not good. Decent inline blocker when he's on the line of scrimmage, not very good in space, having to get up and run and make a block, which is a lot of what he's going to be, Want to be a lot of what he's going to be asked to do. This pick kind of just seems like the 49ers wanted to leave the third round with the tight end. That round had a brutal run on tight ends, and they kind of just took the best one left. Is there a chance they just had him graded this high and they like him more than other scouts? Of course there is, but who knows? Who knows? Interesting pick. We'll see. Um, obviously plugs in behind George Kittle. It seems like the 49ers, given some of their picks later on in the draft, are maybe trying to rework that tight end room a little bit. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, let me pull up. I'm going to pull up the team's roster right now just to kind of be able to see the players that are already on it. Um, right now, it's just George Kittle and Charlie Warner. But I thought they re-signed Ross, Ross, Ross Ajwelli, but even if they did or didn't, uh, he's not on the site, but it's all right. Just my old memory. Okay, so now we're actually starting the picks we haven't talked about yet. The day three picks, beginning of the first round. Um, they started it out with Darrell uh, Luter, I think that's how they pronounce his last name. L-U-T-E-R from the University of South Alabama. Which, acronym-wise, comes out to USA. So, um, more power to him. Uh, strong salute. American flag blowing in the background. The dude is jacked. He's, he is in shape, man. Look at this guy's arms. You can see every muscle fiber. He's very strong. Um, Tariq Ahmed, the director of college scouting, kind of confirmed the same thing as I saw. Uh, does well in press coverage. Loves getting in guys' face. Loves jamming them up. Did really well at the Senior Bowl. He's a physical corner. He's capable of other coverages, but I think he's probably most at home, closer to the line of scrimmage. I like his chances at a roster spot. And keep in mind that you're talking about a 49ers roster that's pretty solidified. So when you, the later you go in the draft, the, the more that players are not even guaranteed a spot. I think he gets one, and I'm not sure if he's going to push for a starting role. I know that he's pretty versatile in the fact that he can go inside and outside, but... um. 
49ers needed help at, at DB and they got it and we'll see what he gets. I think that this might be one of those picks that works out better than a lot of people think. And yeah, it's the fifth round, but I mean, the 49ers in the NFL find starters in the fifth round all the time. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he does. He's definitely a very physical player, um, a very dominant player. And if that makes sense in the way that he likes to control what the opponent does, um, might be his weakness might be the twitchier movements, the quicker receivers. I know that Lance Zerline mentioned that um, he was thrown uh, back shoulder uh, passes. Where was that? Let me see. Um, Louisiana Monroe attacked him with back shoulder throws all game, which is something to keep an eye on in the pros. He's going to be he's going to be more effective in press and shadow coverage than he is playing cover three. Or off man, his ball production dipped in 2022, but his length and playing playing style fit the NFL game. Some of his strengths: long arms, big hands for a cornerback, hips and feet for smooth transitions from pass can be effective. Sliding into the pathway of vertical routes, squeezes sideline release tight to the boundary, reads receivers' eyes for cue to turn and find the ball. Able to play physically physical football on the vertical plane. Times up, arm swing to muddy the catch point. So some, he's definitely a, a refined defensive back. We'll see if he's able to get in there and, and compete for a roster. Right behind him with um, – got to get this up in front of me. Um, Daryl Luter was pick number 155 in the fifth round. And then we have Robert Beal Jr. out of Georgia with the 173rd pick in the 15th round. Just one member of that ruthless Georgia defensive front, a guy that may have been hidden – by all the talent that was around him. Now, the 49ers were very, very clear to say, look, like we understand that Georgia asked Beal to do things that we're not going to ask him to do. Um, when we talked to Kirby Smart, uh, I believe that's Georgia's head coach, is it not? He said that if somebody will just use Beal to get off the ball, set the edge, or go get the quarterback, and he will be a great player. And the 49ers were quick to say that that is all they're going to want him to do. It was kind of talked about how the 49ers needed to get a speed rusher opposite Bosa. They needed to get somebody that was just going to be able to get in there, move around, wreak some havoc. Seems like they might have gotten it here. Chris Kosurik, the defensive front in the analytics department in the 49ers building, has what they call a GTFO index get the F off or get the F out. Um, given they're kind of talking about the get off, the burst off the line, maybe they're, they've coined it to, to mean get the get the F off. But Chris Kosurik wants speed. When he talked to him on the phone, he said, we've been looking at you for a while, man. I'm excited to get you. And uh, Chris Kosurik's voice wasn't nearly as raspy as I thought it would be given how much he yells. But... Interesting pick. Could work out. Could be a little bit of a sleeper. Could work out a little better than a lot of people expect. When you look at a lot of the scouting reports, here's Lance Zerline. Beal has been missed. Beal has been missed out on snaps to more talented players and doesn't have a history of production that will excite teams. But its size, length, and athletic ability are all moldable elements that could attract the team on day three. He lacks awareness as a run defender and possesses just average range as a tackler, but he can hold his ground against power as a rusher. The tape can be a little uneven, but he flashes moves and counters that appear to be instinctive and potential fuel for development. 
Beal is a developmental edge rusher who needs to prove himself on special teams while he continues learning the position. It sounds like somebody that the 49ers can devote some time into. Chris Kosurik is known for developing players at his position. Um, I know that he's one of the highest paid position coaches, if not the highest paid position coach for that reason. And that's why he doesn't even seem remotely interested in becoming a defensive coordinator. That guy likes to coach defensive linemen and coach them up well. So it'll be interesting to see what he does with a player like Robert Beal, who kind of just seems like a ball of untapped potential, and he has what the 49ers need. See ball, get ball type of deal with, with him. Now, after Robert Beal, we had TCU linebacker D winners. And I can't necessarily fully explain to you why. I mean, I sort of can, but I'm excited about this one. Yeah, the 49ers taking a linebacker. Um, would excite anybody. But D. Winters, I know at one time, was considered one of the best linebackers in college football. Doesn't necessarily mean he did anything to dissuade that. It's just, you know, scouts sway with the breeze from time to time. And the 49ers were able to get him in the sixth round. But he is a fun player to watch. The dude is just productive as all hell. Uh, it just, I just loved watching his tape. Fast, fearless, flies down the field. Will will find a gap and shoot through it. And make tackles for loss. I mean, the man is just a machine. Um, he was first team All Big Twelve Conference selection as a senior in 2022, accumulating 79 tackles, 14 and a half for loss, with seven and a half sacks, an interception return for a score, and two pass breakups in 15 games and he started 14 of them like the dude is just all over the field Lance Erline had him as a uh, potential fifth to sixth round pick 49ers got him in the sixth he says a versatile linebacker with inside outside experience Winters needs to take on blockers with the same intensity he displays when he hits ball carriers he lacks ideal size um, Winters is 5'11 and 227 pounds so he's not small but he's definitely not like Fred Warner huge He'll need to win with play speed and aggression and attacking the play design. He's adequate dropping into space and can get after the pocket as a blitzer. He might, the video popped up, I had to click out of, he might be best suited for a role as a run and strike will linebacker, but he has the instincts and feel to play inside if he's protected by the front. Winters has day three draft value with an average ceiling. I expect him to exceed those modest expectations with the 49ers. I don't necessarily know what role he's going to have. I expect him to make the roster and I think he will compete for that. Why am I drawing a blank on the linebacker, the Sam linebacker? Cause you got will that's, you know, got Mike, um, Fred Warner's the Mike, Dre Greenlaw's the will. They can interchange just to pace based on the forming forma, formation. And then you've got the Mike who's the third, or excuse me, the Sam, who's the third linebacker to come in in certain formations. Um, in the end, the 49ers, they'll just get their best players on the field. And I think Winters may give them something to think about. The dude just plays the game with his hair on fire. He's constantly flying around. And yeah, he might have to uh, up his game when it comes to physicality and taking on blockers. But man, he was just fun to watch. I know that he was uh, awarded the MB, uh, the MVP of a bowl game or, or something along those lines. I remember watching that game and just being like, dude, this guy is dominating. 
And uh, I, I think the 49ers will get the most out of him playing along those players, playing next to Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw. I think that he's uh, he's going to be a good player. So I definitely expect him to make the roster, despite being a late pick in the sixth round. Just a fun player to watch. Check him out. Let me know what you think. It was uh, It was a fun watch. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. In round seven with pick 247, the 49ers went with tight end Braden Willis out of Oklahoma. Uh, super versatile player. He has spent time as a played some fullback. He was a former quarterback, so you know his knowledge of the game is probably above average. He's really good after the catch. I think – let me go to my Twitter because Jeff Dini of Pro Football Focus, a great dude, great knowledge, uh, does – Again, it works for Pro Football Focus, but is a Niner fan, so provides us with all kinds of little Pro Football Focus Niner tidbits. He said, Willis averaged 7.2 yards after the catch last season for the Sooners. So this could be somebody, uh, as far as his scouting report goes, um, Lance Sirline said, Willis's size and athletic profile leaves him lacking as both an inline blocker and as a pass catching option. He lacks inline power and plays with low burn intensity, getting into blocks at times, but body control and hand strength help increase his sustain and effectiveness when blocking on the move. He's tough working in the traffic, but a high percentage of his catches came with nobody around him in space. He will need to prove he could separate against man coverage outside of the Oklahoma scheme. Well, guess what? The 49ers, if he makes the roster and he and he, he is one of the 49ers tied in, if they're going to use him, 
and they're going to throw the ball to him, there's a good chance he's going to be running in space. That's just what the 49ers do. Um, so an interesting player. We'll see. Again, you're talking about seventh rounders. You're betting on, at this point, you're betting on traits. You're betting on mental makeup, uh, finding a way to work their way onto the final roster, stuff like that. You know, guys that won't be told no uh, are the guys you want to draft late and you just see what they can make of it. Also in the seventh round, we have wide receiver Ronnie Bell out of Michigan in the round seven with pick number 253. Uh, Bell was a pretty fun watch. He is instantly reminded me of Kendrick Bourne. That's my first note. Couldn't help but see Kendrick Bourne. He's not super fast, but he runs decent routes. He has good hands. He's quick enough to get open. Uh, maybe that I saw on, on some scouting reports, that might be something he struggles with at the NFL level, level but what receiver doesn't, you know, like to some degree, of course, things are going to get harder. He did tear his ACL in 2021, but he did return to have a very productive season. Um, Lance Erline says he's a true Michigan man displaying the competitive spirit and work ethic expected inside the program. Those are the types of type of traits I'm talking about. The 49ers go after late in the draft. Bell made it back in 2022 after sustaining an ACL tear in 2021, but he still looked a little passive getting in and out of breaks at times. His surprisingly low contested catch total is a bit deceiving as the tape shows some incredible near catches at challenging angles. So his ball skills are a strength. He can catch what is thrown to him, but might not do it against zone or with help from scheme as he potentially lacks the separation traits to get open consistently on the next level. Some of the same things I heard about Kendrick Bourne. Kendrick Bourne was obviously an undrafted free agent, but I just watching him circus catches, impressive body control, uh, seemed like a go-to guy in the offense. Uh, won't beat you deep, but he's still somebody that can get open via the scheme and a little bit of twitchiness and just general knowledge of route running. I was pretty impressed. I was pretty impressed. He had 62 receptions for 889 yards and four touchdowns last season. He also chipped in as a rusher. He had three sweeps for 23 yards and a touchdown. And he also, the 49ers mentioned this as well. He did return punts. He had two returns for 45 yards, and he averaged 22.5 yards per return. And John Lynch mentioned the return ability, so apparently the 49ers see him like that. Going to have to work to make the roster, but then again, when you're talking about Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Juwan Jennings, and then Danny Gray, I mean, not guaranteed to make the roster, but a very good chance. He was a third rounder. Uh, and then you can, so you got a couple extra spots there. And I think that, uh, that Bell is definitely going to compete for one of those spots. And last, but certainly not least, we have outside linebacker slash linebacker. I'm not really, it seems like he, he kind of moves around. Uh, Jalen Graham out of Purdue round seven, pick 255, the 49ers last draft pick. Uh, I watched him too. Pretty fun player. Kind of moves all around, blitzes, uh, works off the outside, can play in the inside, seemed to have a knack for getting after the ball and just knowing where the play was going. Pretty fun to watch. Not bad at all. Seemed to be kind of have the the spirit of the defense. You know, everybody was always rallying around him. Um, and then for sure enough, now I'm looking at it, Lance Zerline, the first thing he says, energy-driven hybrid player who will need to make a full-time conversion to a 4-3 linebacker role. Exactly what the 49ers going to ask him to do. But the fact that he mentioned that he was an energy-driven hybrid player, that was the first thing I saw too, just all over the place, but still found a way to make plays. 
Graham plays faster than he's likely to test thanks to his football instincts and desire to get to where the ball is going. He needs to get a little bigger and improve his technique when fitting the run, meaning coming up and taking on blockers and then, you know, shielding them off, maintaining outside contain. But he's very willing to take on blocks and play with the aggression needed at the position. He's limited to man coverage, but he's an instinctive ball hop when when dropping in his zone. Graham has the potential to compete as a backup one linebacker and has upside still left to mind. So between him and D winners, John Lynch even said we had Jalen Graham and D winners very close together. We ended up going with D winners that way. When we got to the seventh round and we saw he was still available, we took him had to, and it's an interesting uh, pick. I think that really adds some intrigue to the 49ers group of linebackers. I expect him to make it. Um, I think that the 49ers can take solace in with Fred Warner, with Dre Greenlaw, and, you know, obviously they have some other talent on that roster. The linebacking group is a pretty stacked group. They've got uh, Marcine, Marcelino McCrary Ball, who I know they like a little bit. You've got Demetrius Flanagan-Foles, who they brought on for this season. You've got Oren Burks, who's kind of a veteran guy that can come in. Uh, so I think a couple of those guys are probably going to – you know, be replaced by these young players. I think the 49ers like these guys, what they, what their, uh, their ceiling is. I think they would like to be able to develop under guys like Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw and just go from there. I mean, sometimes you need experience. Sometimes you should let that roster be a little young and work underneath the experience you already have. So between those two guys, I'm intrigued to see how far they go and what their, uh, what their impact will be. I don't necessarily expect Draymond Jaden, Graham to get Jalen Graham to get on the field, but I think he makes the roster and I think the 49ers are excited about what they could have in him as far as somebody that can compete with D winners and uh, might be able to, to, to capture that Sam linebacker spot himself, that third linebacker role, whatever you want to call it. So that is the entire draft class. That's it. Now we've got some undrafted free agent trackers floating around. Um, I can roll you through those names really quick. Um, I'm on Niners Nations right now. Starting from the top, we've got Olaf Shepard, offensive lineman Joey Fisher. Um, he had 40 reps of 220, 225 pre-draft. That was from Jeremy Fowler. Um, I hadn't heard that name before. So, And the 49ers got a few undrafted offensive linemen, so it would be surprised if a couple of them uh, worked their way into the lineup. Two-lane wide receiver Shea Wyatt. A Washington offensive lineman Corey Luciano. Hawaii football offensive lineman Ilm Manning. Uh, Justin M said, Justin M underscore NFL says Manning started 40 plus games as a left tackle. Uh, I've spoken with NFL scouts who expect Manning to start at guard center in the NFL, but big time upside. Tom Pelissero, uh, former Rutgers DB Avery Young is signing with the 49ers as an undrafted free agent. Aaron Wilson running back Aaron Awat signing with the 49ers. Nick Wagner of ESPN, a couple of undrafted free agents, Oregon linebacker, fullbacker, Jake Coletto, and Washington center, Corey Luciano. Okay, a little repeat on that one, but um, who we got here? Texans DB, Deshaun Jameson. We've got Spencer, what's this guy's name? The picture is all photoshopped weird. Defensive lineman out of North Dakota State University, Spencer Wage, uh, somebody that might know a little bit of Trey Lance. That's fine. There's a few more on here. Another running back, Marshall running back, Khalil. Is that Khalil? Everybody loves to do these fancy photoshops. 
Uh, Callan LeBourne. I believe that's how you say your name. If it's not, I'm sorry. And last but certainly not least, former Minnesota inside linebacker Mariano Sori Marin signing with the 49ers. So just running through the names that are currently on trackers for undrafted free agents. But let's go through real quick. Some of the needs we thought the 49ers needed coming into here. Defensive back, a little bit. Whether it was corner, um, whether it was safety, they addressed those twice relatively high. Their first pick was a defensive back, safety Jair Brown. Uh, they also took cornerback Darrell Latour. Darrell Luter, excuse me. So, you know, not necessarily could Darrell compete for the starting role. Yes. Uh, do you expect him to as a fifth rounder? Yes and no. You know, it just depends. That's kind of on the cusp. I mean, 49ers love it. Love the fifth round. Uh, but like I said, Jair Brown coming in there, That's that was a need. And uh, I like that. I like that pick a lot. Linebacker, they got a couple of intriguing ones that we just got done talking about. So could have been considered a need given they lost to Zizal Shair. Addressed it. We'll see what those guys can do. Defensive line. Now, they didn't address it in the prototypical defensive lineman interior way. But they did take defensive end Robert Beal, who, like we said, they're just going to be a guy that they want to go get the quarterback. Um, they also, you know, Jalen Graham, kind of a, uh, um, a rotational player, played outside some, probably going to play much more of a traditional linebacker role. But somebody that you could kind of contribute to a, a addressing the defensive line, but probably kind of, I, I kind of assume they might try to go edge rusher a little earlier than in the fifth round. But hey, maybe they maybe they've struck gold, as we could say, when it comes to Robert Beal. Um, but again, addressing a need or addressing at least depth issues. Tight end, they did it. They did it a couple times. And we talked about it. Cameron Latu out of Alabama and Braden Willis out of Oklahoma. We'll see. Are they splashy starting caliber play opposite Kittle type players? I don't think so. But maybe, you know, I don't ever want to put a ceiling. Um, another need, need they had was kicker. And yes, they addressed that. I don't know if you guys need me to say anything else uh, about it. <laughs> you know, one of the interesting points that uh, KP made on Twitter was the 49ers defensive drafts picks so far today, speed, speed, speed. Uh, Darrell Luter Jr. ran a 4.4640, 88th percentile. Robert Beal ran a 4.48, yes. At 247 pounds, that man ran a 4.48. That's 98th percentile. D. Winters ran a 4.49. That shows up on tape like crazy. 94th percentile. And even he said Jair Brown clocked the fastest time at the combine among all DBs during the gauntlet drill at 19.2 miles an hour. Um, people keep mentioning Jair Brown's speed and the fact that he ran like a 4.6 and the combine. That is does not show up on tape. His instincts... And uh, his burst carry him through does not look slow at all playing football. So it's not really something that I am concerned about. Uh, wide receiver was another position we sort of thought they could go as far as depth wise, you know, and they, they ended up going that way too. I was on the guiltiest charge podcast and I made a joke as I was leaving. I guess you guys might blame me for this, but I said, Hey, don't be surprised if they take a kicker and the guys kind of laughed. I kind of laughed. I wasn't necessarily joking in terms of, I actually thought that they could, and they did. So I'm sorry about that. But um, So they're definitely addressing needs. This looks like a draft that a team that just went to the NFC Championship game would have. You've got some players that could definitely compete for starting roles 
but you also seem like you just completely filled out a lot of positions that were getting a little thin. Uh, linebacker, safety maybe, uh, tight end. Uh, tight end was definitely some uh, somewhere a lot of people expected them to go. So it's just something that I, and I see I'm not necessarily excited about the draft, but as you can see, there's a few players in there that I'm definitely excited about. And just got to remember that GMs are like professional uh, baseball players at the plate. If they can get over 300, they are doing their damn job. So um, hopefully a few of these players in here end up being the depth that the 49ers need. Maybe they end up pushing players for a starting role, but it's not a bad draft class. I'm not necessarily over the moon about it, but at the same time, I'm also recognizing the fact that you got to give this stuff time to see what the hell is going on and where these players insert into the lineup. Like I said, Adam Peters, the team's assistant GM, and Tariq Ahmed, uh, the director of college scouting, had a surprise press conference after the draft, and they just made sure to mention that this was all about communication between the scouting department, between the GM, between the head coach, between the other coaches. They all combined together to paint a picture about how these players could fit into the team immediately, how they could fit in a year or two down the line. You know, do you take a player that may not be quite as well-rounded now as another player you can take, but given you already have a starter at that spot, maybe you take this other player that you know is going to get a year or so to develop. Now, obviously injuries happen, but they talked about that. They're like, you have to communicate this stuff to coaches so that we can all have a sense together of how these players will fit into the roster. And it's not always about right now especially like, let's say, Jair Brown. I mean, he was their first pick in this draft. And maybe Deshaun Gibson has another season like he had last. Deshaun Gibson was so good this last year that the 49ers told Jimmy Ward, they're like, yeah, we can put you back at safety, but you're going to be on the bench because Gibson was balling out. Jair Brown, I still think, is going to find a way on the field, but that's the type of pick we're talking about. Somebody that does he need to develop? He seems pro-ready right now, but... In a year, he could be somebody that just steps in and along with Talanoa Hufanga, just take that unit to the next level. And they were just, Adam Peters and Tariq Ahmed were just very direct in talking about the fact that this is a collaborative effort. We talked to the coaches. The coaches talked to us. We we all paint a picture about how this roster, um, how these players can be utilized in this roster right now versus in a year versus in a, in two years. And it just seems like, that that building has a pretty good harmony. And um, you can kind of see that in this draft class and how the players might not necessarily be starters right now. They might not be drafted to a position where they're expected to start, but you could see how they could make a push for that role. And we'll see. I mean, that's that's ever, all the draft is about is we'll see. Um, some interesting prospects for sure. Uh, watch, I mean, if, I, if you wanted recommendations, watch the winners. Watch Jair Brown, obviously. Watch Ronnie Bell. Jalen Graham was fun, too. Robert Beal doesn't have a lot because he was kind of just in that rotation of of the assault that is the Georgia defensive lineman. Uh, Darrell Luter I haven't watched a ton of yet. I need to get to him. Um, But I did watch a little bit, and the first thing that stood out was like, gee, this guy's a grown-ass man. Jesus, he is big. Um, and that is, I think, what um, Ahmed said, their director of college scouting. Like, he is strong. 
He sticks to players. He loves to play, play press. He loves to come down and hit. And the 49ers need their corners to come down and hit. Interesting draft. Definitely an interesting draft. Uh, I know some people aren't necessarily excited about it, but I don't really, I don't really feel like that's a necessary reaction at any point. Like, yeah, you can be disappointed or excited. Yes, I know they drafted a kicker in the third round, but I mean, what if Jake Moody just ends up being absolute nails? You know, uh, uh, the the next Justin Tucker. Now, is that is the are the odds good that he'll be that? No, they just aren't. But it just takes time. That's my point. Just give it time. We'll see what this draft class does. We'll see if they can make their way onto the field. We'll see if they can uh, develop into that next crop of great young player that the 49ers need to stay consistently competitive. Um, but that's all I got for now. Um, I'm planning on having KP on next week. We'll talk about this draft class from a new point of view. Um, see if anything else comes up that changes the opinions, changes the narrative. See if the 49ers target any free agents. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously I would have mentioned it if he wasn't, but Trey Lance is still on the roster. So, and confirmed by John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan is completely cleared is 100% cleared to do all quarterback and football activities. So on to the off season program, we go. Thank you for listening to the striking gold podcast. Thank you for supporting this podcast. Um, I would love positive reviews. I like reading them. I'm still working on trying to figure out how to read the Spotify reviews. Maybe I'll, I don't know if I could, if there's a free Spotify account that I could make, maybe they don't let you read the reviews. Maybe that's not a thing on Spotify and it is on iTunes. I'm trying to work it out, but I, I know we've got good reviews on Spotify and I just want to make sure there's nothing to read. Cause I'm certainly not trying to ignore people. Um, but hey, leave us a review. And again, it, it kind of like an impromptu anytime mailbag. If you leave us a review on iTunes, uh, there's a good chance I'll read it. And if you, uh, if you want to ask a question in the review, I'll answer it. Why not? But in the end, your ultimate form of support, as I always say, is the fact that you're here right now listening. What are your thoughts on the draft class? Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Rob underscore louder. Uh, now unverified, you don't know who you're talking to. Just take a little bit of a risk. You know, live dangerously. Maybe you're talking to a different Rob Louder. I mean, there's two other Robert Newton Louders that are alive right now. Maybe you're talking to my 85-year-old grandpa that I just never knew new stuff about football. But, hey, don't worry about it. Just fire away. You don't got to worry about it. All right. I think that's it. And that is the end of the uh, 2023 NFL draft for the 49ers. Keep a lookout on the undrafted free agent tracker. Don't sleep on those players. Don't sleep on those players. They can uh, they can make their own push for, for, for a roster spot in and of themselves. And we've seen that Kyle Shanahan wants the best players no matter where they're drafted. So it could get interesting. And now we're on the, uh, the grind through the offseason program towards training camp. Appreciate you guys for another episode. I'm Rob Lauder, this is Striking Gold, and we are signing out.